a man who spends hours in hardware stores seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. Frequent emailer Tom Wilson notes Snoop Dogg was part of the BET Super Bowl gospel celebration Saturday night at Benson Hall on the Bethel College campus. Needless to say, there were some Bethel alums who were saying, Harumph, something must be done about this. Yeah, I heard about that. To be honest, I would have, I would, uh, would not have put Snoop Dogg and Bethel College together, but it did not bother me. I'm sure uh, Snoop was behaving himself. I think Snoop can separate those two uh, uh, personalities that he has. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to sing the praises of the Lord, who am I to say no? Out in Staten Island, that's in New York. Uh, no, it will. Been there. Have you? Yeah. A Staten Island elementary school canceled its traditional father-daughter dance. I I I don't want to know why. Sure you do. You already know why. Yeah. Don't you? Uh, boys were excluded. They had to cancel the dance over gender guidelines from the New York Department of Education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is according to the New York Post. The department told schools to eliminate any gender-based activities unless they serve a clear educational purpose, citing the agency's transgender and gender non-conforming student guideline policies updated last March. Unreal. Until we understand what we are legally permitted to do, we need to table this event. Parent Teacher Association President Tony Bennett wrote in a private school parents Facebook group about the PS65 dance scheduled Friday and, and was not held. Mothers and fathers were not reacting very agreeably to the news. Man. They're trying to take away everything that everybody grew up on and has come to know, and I don't think it's fair or right. Matthew West, who has two daughters at the school, told The Post. They should uh, leave it the way it was. Father, daughter, mother, son. West added to The Post that political correctness is leaving people too frightened to talk. I hate it. Well, because we're getting to the point where talking will be forbidden. (sighs) It's not fair at all, said Jose Garcia, 37, who attended the last two dances with his nine-year-old daughter. I have nothing against no one, but I don't think that it should affect the school or the kids for that matter. Right. Akea Cameron, a mom who told the paper that her third-grade girl had a great time with her dad last year, uh, added that all this gender crap needs to just stop. Parents told the paper that the school's reaction seems odd given that it be given that it held a mother's son bowling event last year. All right. And were the gals excluded? Bennett told the post the annual father best guy and daughter dance will be changed to a more inclusive theme. The Department of Education added that it will be rescheduled March 2 for kids and caregivers of any gender. So I'll say it won't be dad and and even though it will be, it won't be. It won't be called that. Principal Sophie Scaramardella told the PTA to change the father-daughter dance to ensure all students and families were welcome to attend. DOE spokeswoman Miranda Barbeau told The Post, We have clear guidelines in place that require school-related events to be inclusive of all students. Father daughter dancers father daughter dances inherently leave people out not just because of transgender status just life in general Jared Fox the DOE's LGBT community liaison told the New York Post these can be really uncomfortable 
and triggering events. However, Fox added that the DOE policy does not explicitly ban father-daughter dances and that events are reviewed on a case-by-case basis. I'm really hard-pressed to put a moratorium on anything, he also told the Post, adding that for a young trans girl to be able to go to a father-daughter dance can feel very affirming because in this instance she's recognized as a daughter. Fox added that the father-daughter dances are okay as long as there's messaging that they're inclusive of everybody. What? What? What's ha- what's happening? What's happening? What? So so, you're the you're the father of a kid who was born male, right? Yep. And and that kid is now uh, having some gender confusion. And is identifying as a female. Okay. Well, take it take, happens. Go to the dance. Go to the dance. What's the and, problem? And don't make a big deal out of it. What's the problem? Don't try to change everything. And just take that. And you know what? You know what you're going to find? You're going to find that parents, uh, 99% of them, are understanding. The 1% just disregard. They're probably not going to the dance anyway. Right. 99% are going to say, uh, okay, what are we having? Chicken with rice pilaf, and then we're going to sing, uh, you know, hold up the ceiling or whatever. The, you know, they're going to dance to a DJ. And the guys are going to try to sneak out to try to go to the bar. The, the movement at its core is insidious because what, apparently, it would be my interpretation that the New York Department of Education is attempting to eliminate gender, period. And I don't know where they think that's supposed to lead us. Where's the because the department told schools to eliminate any gender-based activities. Why? What 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 is it you're hoping to achieve by that? Right. Unless they serve a clear educational purpose. I, I don't know what I don't even know how they could make that distinction. Uh there aren't male-only dissections of frogs, are there? There aren't female-only readings of short stories. I, I, what, I don't get what that means. But the transgender and gender non-conforming student guidelines, perhaps they think they've achieved some victory here. But I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the victory is. And at what point is this going to backfire? At what point are we going well, to backfires? Wish... It backfires every time one of these preposterous memorandums becomes public. It it backfires. But I but I mean on on the the regu- the masses. When are, when are we going to go? Oh, it's too late. We've already gotten rid of genders. I mean, we, we've everybody's fought so hard to have their own gender. We're going to get rid of the two main well, ones. Well, here, here's what I want to know. I, I guess I keep repeating my same question. The department told schools to eliminate any gender-based activities, thus a father-daughter dance or a mother-son dance. What are they hoping to achieve? They're hoping They're hoping what? That the gender-confused student is not left out, I guess. But in order to make sure the gender-confused student okay. is not left out, they are they are eliminating gender, which is a scientific fact of life. And these are the same people, of course, who cling to science. Uh, I mean, you're either born a male or a female, aren't you? <clears throat> yes. And the geo solution is just go. 
Just go. Uh, and not worry about what, uh, not worry about removing all gender references. I went to a million of those things. I went to eight in a row. I just finished my eighth in a row. I think I did six. Mm. Uh, didn't I do one with your sister? Uh, Maria. Yeah. We had, uh, that's when it was down at. The depot, wasn't The it? depot. Yeah. We tried to get you over to uh, Ryan's yeah, over there. Yeah, there's a bar across the street. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. The poor and Steve were, uh, they were... Well, I didn't take Maria. I no, just happened no, no. to be at the you, same you event. Had, we had two. Oh, he had a, a daughter there yeah. at, at the same time as my sister. Ah. And so we, the three boys, took Maria for a reason that my dad wasn't able to go. Yeah, and, and being a Mikulski, she uh, really got theatrical and was up on a balcony... Uh, uh, singing Whitney Houston. Singing Whitney Houston. I will always so, love you. Right. Yeah. I think she was singing that to, uh, I don't know who. I just uh, I think the, just the class and yeah. it, you know how hard it was to hold back the poor and Steve to not make it up there as well to oh, sing with her. They were like uh, Kevin Hart trying to get on uh, <laughs> on, a, on the podium, weren't they? <laughs> yes, they were. Mama exactly. Told me to tell you. I just don't understand what it is that well the academy has failed. Uh, that's one way to look at it. But what what is it the failing academy has hoped to achieve? By eliminating gender, I, 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 it's above my pay grade to come up with a with a logical answer. Okay, but and the other thing I ask you is, or people, for those that that are maybe uh, want to change, what percentage of that? What percentage of the student population requires this change for father daughter? Let uh, that let the two that that are. Uh, feeling that way, go to the dance. It's okay. That's not a problem. But don't change everything yeah, if your whole, for a small if, percentage. If, if your whole uh, position is to uh, guarantee inclusivity, and if I'm the par- if I'm the father of a of a transgendered male who yep. uh, who is now wants to be called Dorothy. Yep. I'm going to say, you want to go to the father-daughter dance? You're going to love that child and say, well, let's, let's go. go. Let's go have fun. Let's what, go. What the hell? Just so I can, uh, aye, aye, aye. just so I don't actually have to dance. That's... <laughs> yeah, we saw you that night. You probably should not. Uh, we'll be right back. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. We have official information from MSP, right? Uh, that is correct. This is from, uh, may I say who this is? Yeah. Lori Dankers with, uh, TS- She's with TSA. TSA. But she, and the Department of Homeland Security, but she would know. We originally projected about 69,000 passengers to depart MSP today. As of 1 p.m., TSA has screened 41,866 departing passengers. The afternoon, the afternoon will be busy, but the final number is to be, de- deter- to be determined. Well, maybe the TSA has just uh, really been on the ball today to hustle people through there. I know mean, all lanes were open, and they had all hands on deck. But that still doesn't explain. <laughs> but the TSA were the ones that projected 69,000. That's what I would run with if if uh, Care Eleven or or City or whoever it is. And I wonder too how many people aren't arriving there by vehicle. 
How are they getting there? Well, the train or a bus or whatever. Oh, that's a good point. Well, again, Wait, what do you mean? Again, the airport? am I yeah. upset or happy? You sound upset. <laughs> I mean, it was so smooth. You're 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 again miffed because you expected to have to wait, and you didn't have to wait. And that kind of, you were wondering, what am I missing here? I thought I'd be waiting. You following the market at all today? Sure am. It's down over a thousand points. Oh no 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 no! Oof! Keep what? going. What? She's down fifteen hundred. No no, it bounced back. It a bounced bit. back to a thousand. Oh, I, I thought, thought I saw fifteen hundred. I thought it turned to eight, but that's okay. We got we need you around a couple more years, buddy. <laughs> You got to get Gabe through the academy. You know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's only about five and a half years. I'm I'm getting too old to worry about this coming back. No, she's gonna go bounce back. No, no. That's got to be the anticipated correction, huh? Yeah. Well, it, it, it wasn't going to go to forty thousand. I mean, no, we just talked about that in the car the other day. Yeah. I said there's something's got to happen. Coming. There's a correction. Uh, four minutes ago, this is according to CBS News. Dow Jones Industrial Average plunges nearly fifteen hundred points, dipping below twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just looked at some of my stuff during the break. Yeah, you can't do that. How are we doing, Tiger? We're not doing too good. Yeah. <laughs> You giving some of that percentage back from last year? I think I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to look. There's an amusement park in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's called King's Dominion. Yeah. And they have a roller coaster that they've been calling the Rebel Yell. The Rebel Yell. Yeah. Which the only thing that would have initially occurred to me is that's a pretty neat name for a roller coaster. Yeah. Because what do people do on roller coasters? Oh, they yell. They yell. They but scream. see, Rebel Yell... Uh, is too evocative of the whoop of a Confederate soldier. So they're changing the name oh of the... Oh, uh, my. They're changing the uh, name of the roller coaster. I told you we were no... getting back to GL News. Super Bowl gone out of town. Wow. Yeah. So, you, wait, so you can't even be... So if you're if you say the word rebel, it has to have to do with the South. Apparently. But a rebel is just a rebel is uh, right, James but, Dean. But, but given given that it's in Richmond, Virginia, <clears throat> I, I don't think anyone's denying wow. that <clears throat> the roller coaster was named uh, for the Confederate whoop, and now that's gone. The Richmond Times Dispatch reports that King's Dominion Amusement Park will rebrand its Rebel Yell roller coaster as. Racer 75. Hey, hey, look out. The park opened in 1975. <laughs> so uh, a Friday post on the King's Dominion blog <sighs> describes the name change as part of a revitalization. The newspaper asked public relations manager Caitlin Sherwood if the change was due to sensitivities over Confederate iconography. Icon- iconography. Iconography. <laughs> it's like that kids man, the, the guy that sings those kids songs. <laughs> Who's uh, uh, graphy? Who's graphy? Like Ram Sam Sam. <laughs> you know, t- toss a blanket Wait, like you're making popcorn. A uh, graphy. Iconic. I think his name was. So you're a big fan. He's like iconic graphy. Uh huh. You know graphy or graphy? Confederate iconography. Iconography. <laughs> Like taking a picture, <laughs> photography, or iconography. The uh, the amusement park, sir. Maybe that'd be a name for a 
uh, roller coaster uh, up and down because <laughs> you go up and down. Oh, up and down and scream. Were you confusing that for the tennis player, sir? Steffi Graffy. Steffi Graffy. That's who I, you're, she's an iconic. They're constantly evaluating elements of the park. And so Rebel Yell is on the outs. Rebel. Rebel. Mm-hmm. It's like you ring something. Rebel. It's almost like you ring something over and over, isn't it? Maybe you just a, keep rebelling. A it. bell. Wasn't that a Billy Idol song? Rebel. Rebel, Rebel Yell. There's eyes without a face. Wasn't it a David Bowie song? Rebel, Rebel. It's kind of freaky, too. You think of somebody if you have uh, a face yeah. and no eyes. What? How what? do you see? Where, where is eyes that? without a face. That's Billy Idol. Maybe there's just two eyes and no face. Where the hell is my face? <laughs> I got the two eyes. One, two. They're both the same size. This is a long way from an amusement park changing the name of a roller coaster, isn't it? Rebel scream. Rebel yell. Yes, sir. I think the word rebel is what uh, is, <laughs> has them in hot water. <laughs> yes. I agree. I wish you were still president. Yes, I do, too. Do you? Yes. You had your hands full, didn't Some you? days. Uh, yes, that means did. Trump would be out. Uh, How's the painting career going, sir? Well, I was clearing some brush down in Crawford. I got a lot of brush. I think people just... Iconography. Yes. Yeah. I can, too. Can you? What's why, am, why is Chief Offsite Correspondent Dan texting me twice the word rapper? I think he's lonesome in his basement. <laughs> I see him in, his, in a dark corner of his basement trying to beat the staff of Garage I, uh, Logic. Sir, I hate to interrupt you. I mean, you yes. are the president, but yes. I have to get to, to some business this is, uh, Does this have to do with the market? <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out how much money we have left. I don't think much. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll be back shortly. update brought to you by MetaFast. Uh, we have absolutely nothing going on locally on the sports scene today. The Wolves, they won't play until Wednesday. It's a nice breather, isn't it? Uh, well, they're playing Cleveland Wednesday. Uh, Cleveland not playing well, so we'll see what happens there. The Wild play tomorrow night. St. Louis t- Tuesday to play the Blues. How about the star-studded affair that was the Wolves home game on Saturday night? <laughs> With all of the dignitaries mm-hmm. and crowd. Was there a glitterati? Oh, yeah, big time. A Twin Cities glitterati or a real one? Real one. Oh, real one. <laughs> real people one. that were in town for the Super Bowl. Ever since Danny Hecker went to the jail, we haven't had no glitterati. <laughs> Does he get to keep the Elvis statue in jail? Uh, or well, he... th- that place up there is for sale. His lake place is for sale. Really? Yeah, maybe it, maybe the Elvis statue, because that's what I would put in a lake place. I'd have an Elvis statue. Oh, he's got to have an Elvis maybe statue. Maybe the Elvis statue goes with it. I don't know. <laughs> Well, before Bruce's report, he probably would have been able to swing it for that place. Right. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Organizers of the Brainerd JCs. Uh, we got this coming up, John. Let me have a little oh, fun do. with that. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll move along then. Uh, news notes from today. The Duluth Police Department said they're looking for the public's help in locating two girls last seen in the Canal Park area. Their TV affiliate up there, WDIO, reports, according to the Duluth Police Department Facebook page, one girl is 15-year-old Audrey Patricia Nash, white female, brown hair, 5'4", 102 pounds, last seen wearing a dark green jacket and black snow pants. The second girl, 15-year-old Candace Jean Floden, she's a white female, brown hair, 5'7", 
was last seen wearing a dark blue jacket and black snow pants. Originally, there were three girls missing, according to the police department, but they have since found one of the girls. Police said they are concerned about the girls' welfare because they're not from the area. If you see or know anything about their whereabouts, you're asked to call the Duluth Police Department. Sensitive Homeland Security documents based on drills for a biological warfare attack at the Super Bowl were found by a CNN staffer in the backseat of a commercial plane. CNN said a travel itinerary and boarding pass in the name of Michael Walter was found with the documents. Walter runs the Department of Homeland Security BioWatch program. The program bills itself as the nation's only system for early warning of an a biological attack and a cornerstone of the DHS comprehensive strategy for countering terrorism. The documents included an analysis of the exercises designed to evaluate the ability of local and federal public health and law enforcement to coordinate a response if a biological attack took place in Minneapolis on Super Bowl Sunday. The exercises identified several issues, including a claim that some local officials possess only a cursory knowledge of the BioWatch program and its mission. The documents were found before yesterday's game. They were supposed to be locked up after business hours and shredded before being discarded, according to a CNN investigation. Mm. Senators John McCain and Chris Coons today are unveiling a bipartisan immigration measure that would protect so-called dreamers from being deported, provide a path to citizenship, and provide new border security measures without funding for a wall. Legislation is a companion to a bill introduced in the House by Representatives Will Hurd of Texas, a Republican, and Pete Aguilar, a Democrat from California, which has 54 co-sponsors, 27 Republicans and 27 Democrats. That bill would allow Congress to focus, they say, on other pressing matters, including a budget deal to fully fund the military. The president, for his part, is already saying without money for a wall, there is no bill. The suspected drunk driver who killed Indianapolis Colts linebacker Edwin Jackson in a crash on the morning of the Super Bowl is a Guatemalan citizen who's in the U.S. illegally and has been deported twice, according to police. This it, was confusing because they weren't in a vehicle when they were hit, correct, John? They were outside of it, yeah. yes. They think perhaps Jackson was ill at the time, and it was an Uber. The vehicle oh, had, had stopped at 4 a.m. on Interstate 70. Uh, investigators think uh, one of the men, Jeffrey Monroe, was Jackson's Uber driver, and Jackson was the passenger. Were they both killed? Uh, yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. Station said at some point during the ride, Jackson became sick, and the pair were hit on the emergency shoulder of the highway after pulling over. A state trooper who responded to the crash also hit the body of one of the victims in the center lane when he slowed his cruiser down to investigate. Uh, the man, 37-year-old uh, Manuel Orega Savala, Fled the scene, but was arrested shortly thereafter by the responding officer. He then gave police an alias of Alex Gonzalez. The jail records viewed by Fox News this morning said Orega Savala, under the alias of Gonzalez, was driving without a license, believed to have a blood alcohol level of 0.15 at the time of the crash. A year after regulators first revealed that it believed Fiat Chrysler had equipped defeat devices for emission tests. In we would never do that. For emissions tests in diesel, Jeep, and Ram vehicles, the U.S. government has reportedly offered to settle the case against the automaker as long as the automaker pays a large fine. That's there you go. worth about 29 <laughs> cents. It's been a great day, hasn't it? It's been a hell of a day. Fiat would also have Anybody to... Anybody lend me a dollar? <laughs> Fiat would also have to recall every affected vehicle. I'm look it up right now. Oh, don't. Why do this to yourself? <laughs> oh, why not? I think you should ignore your stocks for a few days, Joe. Let's look that one uh, For your mental health. Yeah. I think that'd be a good idea. In a settlement offer that was obtained by Bloomberg, the U.S. Justice, uh, Justice Department said any deal must include very substantial civil penalties to prevent future violation, uh, violations. 
Reaching a final settlement would resolve civil violations of clean air regulations laid out in the complaint filed May 23rd. The Justice Department said Fiat Chrysler had used illegal software to pass lab emissions tests while permitting its diesel vehicles to exceed standards while on the road. It's only down 67 cents a share. That's nothing. A guy like you so far away from retirement. Hey, now. Hey, uh, speaking of Ram, why are are we all worked up about the Dodge Ram commercial yesterday that had the Martin Luther King speech? I don't know. The presumption would have to be that Dodge had to pay the King family to use it. Well, and not to mention, I I thought it was well done. I didn't, I, I thought they were respectful and I thought it was a pretty good ad. So why are we why are we mad about that? I guess you know, you don't use high have a dream speech to sell a rant Dodge Ram. Well, okay, there wasn't a good. Uh, I think I know why too. Why? Because it didn't have. It combines class winning <laughs> and leading, um, you know, technology and stuff with uh, Wi Fi powered by OnStar. Right. Yeah. It was just it was the presentation of it. It was too smooth and too cool. Chevy really missed the boat, didn't oh, they? Did they by not the highlighting yeah. Frank. Yeah. The third, what was he? The assistant third shift hey, leader. I'm Frank, uh, <laughs> assistant. Yeah, what is it? Uh, district manager for Why the lower region. Why nothing more has been done with that guy? Is beyond oh, yeah, makes no sense. In the always raging spin war between Democrats and Republicans, Democratic candidate Randy Bryce got the upper hand over the weekend on House Speaker Paul Ryan. Uh, Bryce captured a screenshot of one of Ryan's tweets. Did you guys see this? No. No. Turned into a fundraising drive for Bryce's campaign. Ryan tweeted Saturday about a public high school secretary in Pennsylvania he had met with who told him the $1.50 pay raise each week from the tax cut would more than cover her Costco membership for the year. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before Ryan deleted the tweet, Bryce took a screenshot. He then asked his followers to chip in a buck fifty now to help us repeal and replace Paul Ryan permanently. Since he initiated the drive, Bryce has raised over $130,000. Republicans have also made some hay with the passing of the tax bill. They've repeatedly hammered House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi of California for saying the $1,000 bonuses that millions of Americans got after the tax overhaul were crumbs compared to the bonus that corporate America received. House Majority Whip Steve Scalise's office has published at least a dozen press releases ribbing Pelosi's crumbs comment. And President Trump and Vice President Pence also had some fun with the phrase. Pence said last week, if you're going to say $1,000 is crumbs, you live in a different world than I live in. A New Hampshire woman who says she has a Powerball ticket that won a $559 million jackpot wants a court order allowing her to stay anonymous. She said she made a huge mistake in signing the ticket without consulting a lawyer first. The woman, identified only as Jane Doe right now, filed the complaint last week in Hillsborough Superior Court, saying she signed the back of the ticket following the January 6th drawing. She thought the she was required to, as directed by information on the State Lottery Committee's website. But under New Hampshire law, lottery winners' name, town, and prize amount are public information. But after the woman contacted lawyers, she learned she could have shielded her identity by instead writing the name of a trust. Now, she hasn't turned in that winning ticket yet. She did show lottery officials a photocopy of the front. The lottery officials told her they'd be compelled to disclose her identity if someone filed a right-to-know request. New Hampshire, one of a handful of states that allows trust to anonymously claim lottery I'm prices. sure there would be 30,000 people that just, in case they're a relative, would file the, yeah, I need to know what her name yeah. is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she might be my aunt. You don't get that here, do you? This state demands your identity? You have to. Yeah, you have to. Is Dave Dahl ready? Yes.
University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 13 degrees, up one last hour. We may eke up to 14 or 15 for an afternoon high. There is some light snow and flurries out at the airport. Uh, really not too much. Visibility is still nine miles. Uh, these light flurries on the north end of a snowstorm that's hit in Iowa. Uh, they've had quarter mile visibility and heavy snow from Des Moines over toward Waterloo. That is pushing eastward as well. They're going to end up with several inches down there. But for us, mostly clear skies. It's going to be cold tonight, down to nine below zero. Wind chills of 15 to 20 below. The wind's fairly light, northwesterly at around 5 to 10. Uh, so thus, the wind chills of 15 to 20 below. Tomorrow, increasing clouds, light snow by the night time hours 10 above for the high temperature tomorrow and snow showers less than an inch tomorrow night two above for the low 15 again on wednesday some flurries early thursday partly sunny some light snow developing late and 12 above not much in the way of uh, measurable snow here friday night into saturday the measurable snow could become a little bit more significant but not a lot at this point 10 above for the high on friday 13 on saturday it warms up to 21 on sunday and then 24 by monday possibly getting close to 30 by Wednesday of next week. So the middle of the week is looking a little bit warmer. Let's bust out of this, Dave. Let's go here. Yeah, I know. Until Sunday? This has been crazy. We, we've, yeah, if we're going to be cold all the way through uh, the first part of the weekend at least, and then it starts to warm up after that. Mm. 13 right now, and I have the records for the day, Joe. Feb 5. 51. 51. In 2005. 2005. 27 below zero. 27 below. In 1979. In 1979. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. We got a scandal. Scandal? A sports scandal in Minnesota. Super Bowl scandal. Someone has been embezzling money from the NFL. Ice fishing cheating. Oh. John was going to mention his news. Yeah. I don't think this is serious. No, it's the old Richard Royce. Somebody yeah. showed up How with a fish. How old is this thing? Yeah. It's as heavy as a brick. This thing rolled the rebel yell in 1857. <laughs> Organizers of the Brainerd JCs are investigating. Uh, oh, this is a serious one, well, too. Is, the is, Brainerd JCs. Uh, whether some competitors in this year's $150,000 ice fishing extravaganza engaged in fraud. The Star Tribune reported three of the 150 prize winners in the Jan 27 event are being investigated to make sure their fish were caught legitimately. One of those men took home a new truck. I've I've been an MC to this event in years past, Mm -hmm. and it is extremely serious and competitive. This year's event drew an estimated 12,000 anglers. The Gull Lake, mm-hmm. and organizers bill it as the largest such contest in the world. Event chairman Shane Meyer told the Star Tribune organizers have no proof of cheating, but they've placed holds on all three prizes as the investigation is pending. The Brainerd contest is organized entirely by volunteers and has raised $3.3 million for charity since its founding. Uh, Reavers? Yes, sir. Will you get me the Pioneer Press version of this story? Please? Yes. It's on TwinCities.com. I I meant to print that, and I printed out a much shorter version. Uh, So so no cheating has been proven. It's only been alleged. Uh Aha. But the only way you can cheat is to produce a fish that you apparently caught elsewhere, right? Somebody somebody suggested chicken. Somebody thought they saw something or, or had a hunch, huh? Well, but there, what other way would there be to cheat in an ice fishing contest? There wouldn't be. You can't go buy that. You got the northern or the walleye in your coat. 
Right. And you look around and you think nobody's looking, and you dunk it in the hole mm. and then pull it out again. Because uh, the fish has to be alive to win a prize. You can't do the old wiggle. Oh, look at it. It's still wiggling. That Hang thing on. that uh, Royce's father campaigned, that, that had been dead for about 10 years. <laughs> the bad eyes. It, it was all like bad. Like popped in button eyes or something Droopy, like that. Droopy, and it was starting <laughs> to lose its form. It wasn't and, firm. No. It wasn't firm. So the only way these guys uh, uh, could cheat, if in fact there was any cheating, you got to do the Dan Aykroyd and pull it out of the Santa suit, right? Yeah, right out of the you got to have a live fish <laughs> that you smuggle into the event, and then and then even then, what are you betting? You're betting that that fish will be bigger than anything anyone's going to catch, right? And if you walk around, ooh, my arm, I think it's broken. Because I read is- that I read that the fish in contention is only a three pound northern. That's nothing. Well, what's the luck of the draw at that point? If they're not biting, they're not biting. Uh, and they were out of, I think they were out of staters. Oh. I would imagine an ice fishing mm. tournament of this caliber probably attracts people from all over the uh, frigid part yes, of the and country. that lake is full. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, and that lake can accommodate it. Wasn't? Didn't you do it a year when they had to cancel it? No, of my, thin ice? my year was really cold, oh. and then there was a year when they did have to cancel it due to thin ice. And with that many people, they were smart because uh, you don't want half the fishermen to go right. in, obviously. Right. Well, I don't know how Reavers is doing with the piece. I think he's printing something out as we speak. Because I read that it was... You're a bad waiter. I'm a bad waiter. Yeah, the Pioneer Press had a much lengthier uh, piece they got from the forum news service because this this is something we know about in minnesota this is a sports scandal that we can we can identify with uh the investigation is to determine whether some of this year's competing anglers including the winner of a new truck deceived contest organizers uh contest officials confirm they are investigating whether three men from ohio a father, a son, and another relative legitimately caught the fish they say they did, earning first, third, and 98th place among the 150 prize winners. Boy, there's a lot of prizes, isn't there? Man. Uh, event chairman, uh, chairman Shane Meyer told the Star Tribune in an interview that organizers have no proof that anyone cheated. Mm. Uh, the title to the new GMC pickup that Stephen Lyogki of Hartville, Ohio, won for catching a 3.10-pound northern pike during a three-hour contest is being withheld pending the investigation. Okay. That fish would be the win. they got to do get some you carbon a, That fish would get you on, a huh? truck? A three-pound fish would get you a truck? Timing is everything. A hold also has been placed on the contest's third-place prize, a $1,000 check won by Ivan Laogki, 52, Stephen's father, and on the 98th place prize, our certificate good for an ice auger run by a relative, Rostic Lyogi, 23. What are these people from Belarus? Well, yeah, I don't know what. Ivan, Stephen, and possibly relatives of theirs have registered fish in previous Brainerd JC's ice fishing contest. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe they're just good fishermen. Ivan and Stephen told uh, the Forum News Service they caught their fish near one another in the northwest point of the two-mile fishing site on Hole in the Day Bay. Now, that's when you know that there is chicanery. Off to the side. Well, well they, they revealed their location. No angler is going to reveal his location, right? Larry? Good afternoon, Joe. Hi. I've, I've been ice fishing, but I've never been to an ice fishing contest. All right. 
How do they keep them alive? I, I have no idea. I don't think they do, Joe. They, I mean, there's no live heated live wells that they're going to carry these fish off to the contest rules place or anything. Yeah, okay. but they, they have to produce a live fish to win a prize. Where do you see that? That's what I'm questioning. Uh, let me see if I'm reading. I thought I, I understand that during summer fishing contests they bring in live fish, but ice fishing, I guess I just I don't know how they keep them alive. Larry, when you were ice fishing, did you ever hear the line, "You're not here for the ice fishing, are you?" <laughs> Volunteers patrol the area around the contest area, making sure anglers don't bring in any live fish or anything that is against the rules. It's Chris quickly. Uh, the pair in question are suspected to have caught the fish ahead of time, snuck out the night before, and put the fish in a line and marked the spot. Uh, Huddle at the spot at the beginnings of the event. They have won multiple times in the past 10 years. You tie the line to a stick or something. That's from Offsite Correspondent BC. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.